This week on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, Tortoise Beats Hair. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Welcome, everyone, once again to the Magnificently Huge Podcast. My name is Brian, and this week, my friends Chris and Eric will join me for a conversation about celebrities who won us over over the long haul, who maybe really underwhelmed us when they first hit the scene, but just through stick to and longevity and, I don't know, having a good agent, um, now they're top of the heap, and we didn't think that would happen, and meanwhile, their contemporaries have fizzled and burned out and faded away. So yeah, check the show notes. We're going to talk about that. We've also got our usual segment where we talk about what's current, including F9, the Fast Saga. So, you know, that's coming. Um, Yeah, subscribe to the show. Share it with your friends on social media. Hit us up on Twitter. We're at MagHuge, M-A-G-H-U-G-E. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Or you can email magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us. All of that can be found on our website, including old shows on maghuge.com. So yeah, check us out. Looking forward to hearing from y'all, and let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, it's the Magnificently Huge Podcast. Welcome back. My name is Brian. Alright, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you used to. You look funny, but y'all making money, see? So you won't. Blah, 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 blah. No? Not feeling the What's dish. your name? <laughs> My name is Humpty. It rhymes with Humpty. And how's that pronounced? Okay. What's your actual name? <laughs> now <that> you <laughs> Yo, ladies. Suck. Oh, how I like to hump thee. <laughs> I like my oatmeal um, lumpy. Yeah. And I'm Eric. Yes. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> from now, from here on the rest of the show, uh, that other guy's name is Humpty. Yeah. So we're doing that well, now, Chris. I guess. Uh, How's everybody doing? Good. I'm As okay. Are you are you on fire, Eric? The Portland yes. Northwest area yeah, is basically 170. Here. Yeah. It's do you have AC? Of... I I do. Yeah. Okay. That's good. that's not a problem. Because okay. some um, some people out there don't. So that was my concern. You could yeah. you could come to Phoenix and cool down. It's it's about <laughs> seven degrees cooler here. I know it's messed up, but I, I I'll, <laughs> I'll 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 take the heat here because we also have like uh like I guess universal vote by mail. So I'll, I'll yeah. take it. Oh, Arizona's so, got that. Yeah. yeah, and so you both deserve anyway. just a hellish, blistering heat for that. You assholes. Yes. Arizona now does all vote by mail. Well, you pretty much can. Uh, it's the vast majority is vote my mail. It's like eighty percent now. Um, oh, which is no here in Portland, we don't even have polling places. Literally, oh, everyone nice. has to do vote by mail. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Why isn't that election getting audited, sir? Who would who would elect a Republican in such a place? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I would. I would. So. I, all, I'm not going to get all political. I'm just going to say I would so love to hear uh, uh, Republicans say things like, but I need a job. You know, <laughs> if yeah. we let people vote freely, I, I need to get an actual job and 
look at me. I'm Ted Cruz. No one would hire me to do shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck Ted Cruz all the time. Uh, all I can say is the only good news really from this week was uh, Rudy Giuliani losing his license to practice law in the state of New York because he spewed so much lie. It's amazing. Oh, and former attorney general, seeing that he might also lose his law license, did an interview where he he said on the record that all of the uh, election conspiracy theories are, I quote, bullshit. Yeah. Um, so so good. On, that's like the one thing that former attorney general Barr has done that I have any respect for. So good job. Yeah. But uh, credit where due. Uh, no, so, no, yeah. no, I I refuse to give him anything. He's covering his ass now that he's you know. Yeah. Oh, yes, no he's absolutely longer. covering his ass. Yeah, because yeah. he's he's next in line to get thrown under the bus, so I think he's just trying to make sure it's not as much of a runover as he probably anticipates. Oh, God, fuck all of this. Uh, fuck that guy, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, <laughs> hey, 2021, it's the same as 2020, just, you know. Hotter. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> so More let's lighten grinding. it up a bit. We've got the section where we do all the, the stuff we've been watching and doing. Fresh and, shit. Yeah. Fresh yeah. shit. Shitting fresh. This shit is fresh. Oh, shit. That is fresh. This stuff is really fresh. Eric, what's your fresh shit? Um. Oh, wow. What a second. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So uh, a documentary called Tread about uh, Marv. Oh, I forgot his last name. The guy who took a bulldozer and made it bulletproof and then went ripping through his town. Do you remember this news oh, story? Oh, Jesus. What? When no. did this happen? 2003. It happened. Like, it was a big news story for a very short amount of time because the very next day Ronald Reagan died. But uh. in Colorado in uh, the early zeros, this guy who is a welder in this small town in Colorado, uh, armor plates, a bulldozer, and, you know, starts, like, running shit over in his town. And I remember hearing the news story and thinking, <laughs> what the fuck? And promptly forgetting. Well, apparently the story is this guy buys some land in Colorado to start his business, and... Uh, the town council won't let him have an easement to run the sewage line to it. And at the same time, the state is saying you need a sewage line or you're going to be fined $100 a day and everybody's against him. And then in true documentary fashion, they then tell the other side of the story, which is, you know, like, no, we were going to give him the easement. And I never. Oh, this was all because he bought the land at auction and some other company wanted it and he outbid them. And this person. This other company was all pissed off and vowed revenge, and turns out the other company was like, "No, <laughs> no, we didn't care. We were—I don't even think I bid on anything." You know, it was one of those kinds of. <laughs> it turns out the guy was just off his bean, and uh, and and thought everyone in the town was out to get him. The town council, the, the, the and these are all local business owners. Yes, on everybody council. really cares about you, and it's all about you, dude. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> when, you, when you did the synopsis, it immediately made me think, I wonder if this is what the movie Tank is based on with James Garner. <laughs> it's, but it doesn't it's, sound like I, it came to mind, except it's more like if Tank was about a guy who thinks that the, the townies beat up his son when in fact the townies just said hi to his son 
Fuck <laughs> them. I'm going to run them over with a goddamn Seriously. Tank. How dare they? But oh, I'm boy. watching it from the perspective of the guy. It's like, I know I'm supposed to be thinking, oh, this guy's crazy. I, I instead thought, no, if I were the guy, I'd be thinking, yeah, go get him. It's a revenge tragedy because the guy armor. <laughs> this plates. is what Eric was shooting for was that angle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Eric went exactly. in like really hoping that was the protagonist. Yes. Oh, and this guy makes audio tapes, of course, audio tape logs of like everything that happened and all of his reasons. And it's all in the documentary. And he's talking about how he buys this bulldozer at auction. Has it brought to his shop? Because he does have a muffler shop in town, uh, and he backs it into the muffler shop, and there's like an inch clearance along the top, and three inches of clearance to the left and the right, and if he'd have bought any of the other bulldozers, they wouldn't have fit, but God wanted him to do this, because it just (laughs) perfectly fit, and I'm like, oh, dude, oh, Uh. dude, now you've got me, now I'm in, and uh, yeah, so he plates this thing up. In in like in fashion that the A team couldn't have uh, done better. It takes him all winter. <laughs> yeah, and he, it's a, this is this is another funny thing. It takes him all winter to plate this thing, and uh, uh, he he lives in his muffler shop. He's sleeping there. He's uh, uh, presumably pooping out back because he never got you know like like a sewage line, as I say. Uh, and he's watching the Vin Diesel movie, A Man Apart, and oh God. about about a guy whose wife and kid get killed, and so he goes on a tour of righteous vengeance against his enemies. And <laughs> yeah, this guy makes this thing, uh, goes terracing out of his muffler shop, goes ramming into the uh, concrete plant next door that he is owned by the people he thinks done him wrong. He goes ripping through the houses of the people on the town council. He goes ripping through the library where the town council is. It's just like, oh, yeah. And the whole time cops are shooting at it. Nothing. You know, it's doing Pew. no good. Pew. They're yeah, sticking totally the footage of this. Are they able to, like, use news or security cam footage to show you this in the documentary? One of the cops grabbed a camcorder. Huh? Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And there's a helicopter. Oh, no. And there's, yeah, there's all sorts of footage of, of what's going on. And I've, there's recreation footage where they made a goddamn armor-plated uh, <laughs> uh, bulldozer. Well, like Mythbusters? Now, now like Mythbusters. It's like, we're going to test whether or not you can rampage through a town with an armor-plated Well, more like bulldozer. we didn't have anything for this particular shot. So we'll just, well, here's where we put in our bulldozer. And uh, they, you know, yeah, they 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 got like high power rifles. They didn't work. They tried throwing flashbangs into the air conditioning unit. This guy thought of everything, right? They they could not figure out how there was no you know that there were no s- s- holes for him to see out of. He had dotted the things with cameras, and on the inside he had video monitors that he was using to see. Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah, good God! And he had uh, holes. Like like small holes large enough for a high power rifle barrel, so he can shoot at you from this thing too. You know, so this there's 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 no version of this is like a crime of passion. This took months of yep. work to pull yep. this off, right? Yeah. That's that's why I love this. It's like 
okay, maybe the guy was crazy, but this guy got perfect revenge. His whole thing was, they're going to fucking remember me. They think they can just get away with this. They're not going to get away with this. And he shreds wow. fucking everything in this town until he gets to, uh, I guess, oh yeah, that's right. The, the, the engine started to seize up at one point because his coolant uh, line blew. So he was about done anyway. He goes at the store of one of his enemies and just starts shredding it. But the store has a basement, so the tread gets locked, you know, in, in, over the basement, and he can't move, and he's stuck. Uh, and so, you know, he turns off the engine, and he shoots himself, and everybody hears a gunshot from inside. And they're like, "I, I think he's dead." And and they're checking around. Okay, I, he's probably dead. All right, well, let's let's open it up. And there's no way in. <laughs> there is no fucking way in. He's locked himself. They, oh, no. They use they use an explosive charge to try and like blow open what they you know uh, you know an entryway <clears throat> through the air vent. Nothing. They do a second one. Nothing. And one of the guys at that point says, um, "If he didn't shoot himself before, he's definitely dead now." Because they rang that thing like a bell trying to blow it open. <laughs> oh, and they finally. <laughs> Had to get, um, yeah, like like a, a blowtorch to cut through the air vent, and they get inside. And there's a picture of you know when they first get inside of him, you know, not even slumped over, just just sitting in the chair with a gun on the floor, and all these monitors in front of him. And I'm like, just just that's beautiful revenge. He knew this was how he was gonna go out. He, yeah, <laughs> this sounds like it would be a perfect like like Will Ferrell. Uh, comedy, almost. It's like you, you can tweak it just enough to his sensibility about a guy that just goes nuts and decides to destroy a town with a bulldozer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, Maybe I, Jack I like, Black, but anyway, I, yeah, okay. I'm actually thinking, um, um, yeah, I, that's exactly what I was thinking. Jack Black as the guy in the bulldozer, uh, Will Ferrell as the sheriff going, ah! <laughs> yeah, really. Shoot a bunch of like... Stuff. Yeah, doing a bunch of jokes about First Blood and other meta references. Uh, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I uh, highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. It's called Tread. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's wow. really worth your while. That, that, I did not see that one coming at all. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So, uh, Humpty, what do you got? Uh, well, I, oddly enough, uh, in solidarity uh, with Eric... As an accident, by the way, uh, I did also watch some documentary stuff on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> You're about to say I also watched Trend. Yeah, just <laughs> surprise! <laughs> uh, no, they started a new docu series uh, called "This Is Pop," which is mm, basically I've been watching that. It's fun. Uh, I'm about yeah, yeah I've been wanting it. to watch it. And uh, I mean, it's the standard Netflix docu stuff where it's you know just the the bullet points in the larger swath of the the subject uh but it's it's fun it's kind of they put the pieces together in a good way like the first episode is all about how underappreciated boys to men are as sort of innovators uh that led to what we got in the later 90s with shit like backstreet boys and nsync uh mm -hmm. and then there's a whole one about autotune they talk to T-Pain quite a bit, and he's just like, yeah. I don't know why people blame me for this. He's like, I just used it. I wasn't trying to mm -hmm. fool anybody. I mean, it's like, that's the whole deal. 
Uh, and then the one I on- got in an argument with T Pain on uh, Google Plus years really? ago. Oh, it do was, tell. It was do tell. it was not. And, and the thing is, it wasn't d- like directly like an argument with him, but it turned into one. Uh, and after watching this documentary, because I, I watched the one on that, and I realized, oh, he's just an angry asshole. But yeah. uh, in the early days of Google, well, in the early days of Google Plus, you had to use your real name. They would not allow you to use a screen name. And I didn't like using my real name. And I was complaining bitterly, going, um, you cannot, wait a minute, my, what, T-Pain's account uses the name T-Pain. You cannot convince me that his mother gave him the name T, you know, it, it Mrs. Payne gave him the name T. I, I don't believe that <laughs> his Christian name is not T-Pain. Yeah. Uh, how, how the fuck is this possible? And he was, you know, he was like, you know, hey, that's my name. Don't, you know, blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't give a fuck. This is not about your name. This is about, you know, Google's <laughs> rules of service. There are rules for everybody or there's just fucking with me. So that, yeah. you know, turned And you're going to drive a tractor through them. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to drive a tractor yeah. through Google Plus. You watch. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute. Well, why is T-Pain talking to me about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Because you're the only other person on Google Plus besides T-Pain at the time. That's it. So, you know, that's what it. Would, <laughs> what would be really that. funny right now is, Brian, if you were able to drop in a, pic, uh, a clip of Eric going, why is T-Pain fucking with me but doing it with auto-tune? <laughs> Why is T Pain fucking with me? Oh, I don't know how to use Google Plus. <laughs> so yeah, so that's a fun episode. They do a whole episode on called the Stockholm Sweden or uh, Stockholm Syndrome, which is all about the weird thing where it's so many Swedish uh, artists and producers have sort of slowly infiltrated the world since ABBA. And how their fingers are on everything, and they lay it out like a like a diagram, like a conspiracy theorist would. And they show like it starts from ABBA, and then it goes over here, and here's this production house here, and like <laughs> literally, almost every top ten hit has probably it's had written somebody by the from, same five people. Yeah. yeah, has probably had somebody from Sweden involved with it. It's just crazy. Uh, I, I've been so seven I, seven degrees of ABBA. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Like like almost like almost all the the hits written today are written by five guys whose second language is English. Yeah, and that's the whole beauty of it. They they basically chronicle it down to uh, because English is their second language. When they do the songs in English, they keep it very simple, mm-hmm. uh, and the melodies and such are really what they're focused on. So they don't care as much about what the song is saying. And so that's why you get stuff like Backstreet Boys singing I want it that way and like and then you're like what is what is it? I don't understand. Yeah. What what that way? And they never tell and, you in the song. Yeah, <laughs> define the way, please. Yeah. Yeah. And then like baby hit me one more time. They're like, "Uh okay, it fits the melody, but that's probably not quite what you meant to say." You know, it's like that kind of thing. <laughs> uh but they're all very humble and don't want to brag that's like i guess a cultural thing in sweden and so the the makers of that particular segment kept trying to get them to tell the secret of their success and they're like ah i'd really i'd rather not i'd really rather not that's that's <laughs> okay i i uh, a couple of weeks ago i saw a separate thing in youtube about 
why Sweden and uh, Denmark and all those countries, they always make the top of that like happiest place to live list. Yeah. And it's mostly because they their culture has very low expectations for happiness. And so right. it's like right. very easy to be very content. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, so yeah, it's it was weird. The one on Country Pop was fun because it really showed how blurry the line has gotten in the last like oh, yeah. like twenty five years it's or so. Painful. Uh, but you've even got stalwarts like Dolly Parton crossing over nine to five. You got Willie Nelson mm-hmm. doing that whole Stardust album from seventy eight, which is just all like. Uh, standards from the 30s and 40s uh, and so it's just like people go well you know people who are very country uh, go up to that certain level and then if you cross over that like just weirdly defined divide between country and pop suddenly it's you're you're not country you're not authentic and so that was the whole gist of this bad episode was well what is authentic and what is not authentic and so all of the Star, the stars that are now part of what used to be alt country but now americana they're just like yeah i don't understand what the fuck they're talking about it's like i just <laughs> do what i i do what i like and i do what i want and uh yeah it's marketing th- yeah and i think it's country so eat it yeah. i loved the one on brit pop i was I all over that, that one. one i haven't seen that one that yet. one doing because that one is just about exclusively blur versus oasis and as it should be as it should yeah be. And I still am like, how did anyone like this band Oasis? I mean, they just. I was gonna say, ass. is there, is there any competition there? Like, like, isn't it just fuck Oasis for forty-five minutes or yeah. whatever? No, no, no. It's actually, no? Okay. Uh, yeah. There was apparently a moment in uh, British music history, and I won't tell you how it turned out because it's really worth watching, where Oasis was going to release the single, like, to the, off of their second album it's like they were both already big and oasis announced the date for their next single and so blur announced their next single for the same day and so oasis moved the date to another date to launch their single and blur re-announced their single to launch on the same day like they were fucking chasing them (laughs) (laughs) i think it turned into a national thing are you blur or are you oasis yeah well i mean it was just it was just sort of the weirdly uh, repurposed version of the Beatles or Stones argument from the 60s. I mean, it's like, what? there's no Kinda. point to it. It's, there's no point to it. Except yeah, they it's... do go into how, you know, uh, Blur was very art school London and Oasis was very working class Manchester. And that's what it turned into in England. Yeah. And it was it was very interesting. This to is watch. just a preview of Leave versus Remain then. This is just... Brexit yes. in pop form. Yeah. Yes, very much. <laughs> but also you see those interviews of people when they're like, why did you vote leave? And they're like, oh, because I don't feel respected by people around here. And now they have to listen to me. Yeah. Fuck Jesus. Well, they're all. Yeah, they're that's all, what this was about. Well, and they're all. <laughs> feeling it's all about it now. you. They're all feeling it now that it's, it's actually happened. Like British exports have tanked. They're losing like yeah. 1.5 trillion a year or some shit. Like the yeah. the the bands and and acts that usually subsist on touring Europe are having trouble because they have to get visas and shit now. I mean, it's just like all mm, these little you won. piddly yeah. things that nobody <laughs> even contemplated when they voted leave because they just wanted to stick it to the man. It's like you you shot yourselves in the foot and you got to mm. live with that now. So yeah, excellent. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but just for the record, uh, Team Blur. So 
Yeah, I think we're all team Blur here. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think um, Oasis is unlistenable. <laughs> so, well, Eric, that I, I may have cut you off. Did you have additional uh, additional fresh shit? I did not. No, no, no. I just okay. had that one. Okay. Yeah. Just just that one. And that's really Chris, all, I, got? That's really all I've got to focus on. done very well. Yeah, instead of a bunch <laughs> of different things, just one done, you know? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> All right. But yeah, but this is pop. If you uh, haven't started yet, Brian, I would delve in. You really don't have to start from the top. You can pick whatever. But Yeah, no, it, it definitely caught my attention. Um, I, I'll go ahead and go. I, I did watch a documentary about pop music, but I watched The Sparks Brothers, um, oh, the oh, new yeah. documentary from Edgar Wright about Sparks. Is it in the theaters now? Yeah, it's in the theaters right now. Okay. Um, I thought it was next week, but yeah, I guess it is now. Okay. Yeah, uh, and by the way, Sparks are going to announce their concert dates. Uh, I guess they're going to be playing some dates in the States. In, they've got at least one set up in L.A. in February, so, you know, looking no, for that. The mates are going to uh, be playing some dates in the States? Yes. <laughs> oh. um, I, think, so, I think our fates are to see the mates doing some dates in the States. <laughs> I hope they don't yeah, charge that, that very joke high rates. rates. Those yeah, mates who are doing no, the dates in the states. We got it uh, a while ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, what can I say about Sparks? You know, go check out. We have an episode of the podcast, an older episode, uh, "Know This Band Sparks," where I talk about. You know, we all talk about some of the songs that that uh, you should really check out the band. And this is this is kind of a variation on that, right? Like the the documentary is basically Edgar Wright going. Um, hey, did you know this band existed since like before you were born and they still kick ass? Well, here they are. Um, I don't know that you gain a lot of insight into Sparks. It's more of a sort of like, this is what Sparks is. Yeah, it looked like, uh, it's more like Edgar Wright's love letter to the band. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. It's, yeah, it's kind of like in a, a giant, uh, electronic press kit. Right. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> the the way the trailer makes it look is just they've got a lot of interesting archival footage and such, uh, but it's really just a big chef's kiss to the, well the glory. If you, if you want to watch interesting archival footage of Sparks, um, there's actually a YouTube video you can watch that is just Edgar Wright's favorite Sparks songs. That's like much shorter than the movie, and there he talks about there's a there's a clip from like '74 on the Kimono My House album. Uh, where they're singing Amateur Hour live, and he's and they're just getting mobbed on stage by teenage girls who are just flinging themselves onto them, and like this poor roadie who is literally having to peel teenage girls off of Ron and Russell Mail, um, goes on to be like the biggest concert promoter in the world or something like that. Yeah. Um, the the one bit from the movie that I uh, was blown away by was. Um, as they were getting ready to release, um, oh, what is it? Exotic Creatures of the Deep, that album. Uh, they So this is the point at which they have 21 albums and, you know, something on the order of 500 songs or at least 300 songs. And they decide to pull a stunt where they're going to play 21 consecutive nights. And each night they're going to play an album in its in full for the first half and the new album in full for the second half. Hmm. Which means that they had to learn their entire back catalog. 
to play in a 21 day period and like this was a really really bad idea (laughs) (laughs) yeah stuff you don't really think about well yeah that's a great idea but it's kind of like now now they have to go rehearse that yeah what was track three on on the second side of that one i don't even fucking know right what right so they but they they did it apparently so good on them sparks brothers honestly wait for it on streaming guys it's not worth going to theater for yeah seriously yeah no no listen to our show obviously Edgar that's Wright right only did this because he listened to mag huge and that's he was like, right you know what i do need to make a documentary on the sparks brothers <laughs> I, I i mean exactly. the boys on mag huge did this perfectly but i want to see it yeah <laughs> that's exactly yeah. how that happened Exactly. Yeah, it is. I I think so. It make it adds up. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then uh, because I'm a fucking moron, I went and saw F9, the Fast Saga, or rather F minus the Fast Sags. Brian. Oh. Brian. Brian. Yeah. The fuck? Why? Why? I mean, seriously. What? What? I mean, as I as I. T- yeah, as I tell Let me people, see if I can think of how many different reasons this is fucking stupid. Um, it's go, a Vin go. Diesel. I probably agree with it. Yeah, it's Vin Diesel saying more yep. than I'm Groot. It is yep. that wrestler guy who wants so goddamn hard to be the next Rock that he's in everything. Yeah. Dumb. John Cena. If you can't get the Rock, you get John Cena. And then now Fast and Furious can't even get the Rock. So here's John Cena, it's, everybody. Yeah, yep. it's it's another one of these movies where like cars do crazy shit. You know that they can't do. I, I'm still waiting for Furious in Space. That's gotta be. Well, oh, apparently no, this, this is one Furious they, in Space. Yeah, they launched the trailer. The trailer space gives it away. Yeah. This one goes to space. That this is that movie. Yeah, Cars. It, cars in space. Cars yes. in space. Cars, cars in space. And there's a character that's actually like, I know how to do the driving, and hits the accelerator in the car to steer it in fucking orbit. I'm not <laughs> making this up. This is in the goddamn movie. I'm spoiling it because don't go see it. I will spoil it. Fine, a hundred different ways. I just wanted something dumb, right? I wanted dumb. I wanted big, dumb car action, and I, you know, maybe a little TNA. And honestly, this movie fails to deliver on all of it. It's dumb, but not John in a Cena fun way. It's just titties? dumb. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. It's mm. it's disappointing. Well, as now, I will, as I will tell anybody that ever says they have seen or enjoy any of these movies, uh, if you are not part of the solution, you are part of the problem. <laughs> Don't go yeah. see these movies. Yeah, and if you like those sucks. movies, we can no longer be friends. That's just it. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian watches it's, it ironically. One, Don't worry. I I just went for the popcorn. I mean, like yeah. it's well, it's still pretty thin. What's going on in the movie theaters these days? But man, I this understand. One should I just have been a little more entertaining. Dumb. I mean, yeah. I I, yeah. I I have no issue with that. That's how I watched the Last Jedi. But yeah. like the idea yeah. that this is something people thought was going to make, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, 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 Paul Walker would be turning over in his urn. That's all. Well, I'm that's saying. just it for for <laughs> F ten or whatever they're going to call the next one. They'll actually exhume Paul Walker and animate his corpse through some shenanigans <laughs> in space. I, uh... They already know. did that, though. They already reanimated dead Paul Walker for a different one of these movies. <laughs> but we don't remember <laughs> like, which one, because they've all got stupid titles that don't make yeah. any sense. Yeah, no, uh, they should just call it F this, uh, the next one. But <laughs> um, I, I, I'll give it this. There, 
there's only one redeeming quality. Well, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna bitch about it first. So again, I'll play along with your dumb movie as long as you play along with your own dumb rules, which this movie completely does not do. So like the first big chase sequence is this off-road chase through Mexico or Colombia or somewhere in South America. I, I can't remember. It was kind of vague. Um, but the deal is they're driving through a minefield. And so they like, well, okay, if we're, if we're driving through a minefield, then we have to be going so fast that by the time the mine explodes, the car won't be hurt. And yeah. they like do the math and they're like, you have to be going 80 miles an hour. Now, first of all, Marty! no one is <laughs> off-roading. Really? The flux capacitor! Yeah. No one is... Yeah, I was actually waiting for... There was a scene where I was waiting for somebody to travel back in time for hitting 88 miles an hour. But but in this one, the, the deal is they're driving off-road, right? No one is going over these bumps that they're going over anywhere near 80 miles an hour, and certainly not in these vehicles, right? So they could have just picked a number that seemed credible. No, they did that. Okay, fine. And then they proceed to drive single file. So the first car that drives over the mine is going to blow up the car behind it, right? (laughs) No. It's like even if you could clear one of these mines, which you cannot, it's still blasting all over the car right behind you. Yeah, that's right. So they just don't play by their own rule. They spend so much exposition explaining these rules and then ignore them entirely. It sucks. What would have actually worked, ironically, is if they had steel-plated a bulldozer and like rolled it across <laughs> in front of the line of cars, but then it would have been slow and sanguine. Yeah, the only the only Get redeeming it? quality in this movie. Fast and yes, okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only redeeming quality of this movie is that one of the characters has finally figured out that he's in a movie because he spends the whole movie going, "None of this makes sense. We should be dead a hundred different ways. Are we invincible?" <laughs> He's actually saying not? that. Like, no, no. That's just a lazy screenwriter. That's all that is. That's not some commentary. That's just a screenwriter like venting his frustration while he collects his six-figure paycheck for this nonsense. Yeah, pretty much. It, this sucks. I mean, it really sucks, guys. Yeah. Like, And they, they do act like superheroes. Like, Vin Diesel pulls down a concrete structure with his bare hands pulling uh, on chains. Yeah. And they, like, throw each other through walls and shit. It's just... I mean... It's, it's, it's just... Dumb. You look at all the not in a fun way. You look at all the franchises that Vin Diesel is in. He's in the Riddick ones. He's in the Triple X ones, and he's in this. It's if only the Fast and Furious movies had gone the way of those other two, we would have been spared a lot of this. And this is the one you tried uh, to walk away from. This is the one you said, "I'm too good for this." Yeah, but we're gonna throw (laughs) we're gonna throw a bucket of money at you repeatedly until you come back. No, we're gonna. You you come on back once all your other projects fail. Yeah, I mean, really. No one cared about well any of his other dopey shit he made. I can't yeah. think of they, one Vin Diesel movie that's worth. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> well, yeah, where he's just got one line over and technically over. technically in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah, that's right. James Gunn figured out how to make him work. Give him yeah. one line and <laughs> get him off the screen. <laughs> Caparzo, stay down. Yeah. This movie fails even at the level of there's a scene where it's a flashback in time to young Dom and young John Cena. Where the, the young John Cena is particularly well cast as a young John Cena, but um, but they have a drag race and it's set to it's almost set 
to The Prodigy's Breathe, which is the kind of track that this movie used to play. But no, it's like a remix of Breathe with some dude rapping over it. And and not in a good way. Like God damn it, movie. Anyway, fuck fuck this movie. Fuck the fresh shit. Fuck it all. Let's get on with the show. Seriously. Uh, well. Alright. Hey. Hey, don't blame us because you watched a dumbass movie of your own accord. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'd rather you have did this. this to yourself. You know why I didn't see Fast and Furious? I had a sneaking suspicion it sucked balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have okay, this bottle in front of me than, than the Fast and Furious 9. Yeah. Yes, same difference. Good okay. So... Uh, this week's topic. Yeah, explain it. Um, so it started as a conversation with my wife because we were, you know, we were we've been watching stuff recently, and and Jason Bateman keeps turning up and stuff and being the best thing about it. <laughs> and we're sitting there going, "Huh, Jason Bateman is actually like a sign of like an oasis of quality in a river of mediocrity." And who would have thought it would be that guy? Right, like if you go back in the day and Jason Bateman's getting his start, you know, you wouldn't think that the that the real sort of embodiment of Gen X, the the voice of our generation in film, would turn out to be Jason Goddamn Bateman. Like you, it, you certainly wouldn't have expected Teen Wolf two to have superseded Teen Wolf at the time, right? But this guy has just been plugging away, doing his thing year upon year, refining his his shtick. And and now there he is standing tall. And so, the the prompt was based off of that. Can we think of other tortoises that have beaten the hares? People who <laughs> who would would have you would have never thought at the beginning would turn out to be the shit, but in the end, they win you over. So yeah. that's that's that was my prompt. And and then of course I'm sure we're going to just take that wherever we take that, but. Yeah, it was a it was a difficult concept. I got to admit, I had yeah. I had a bit of trouble uh, uh, threading that needle, as it were. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Uh, I will no, just tell I you. Too. I will just tell you up front that uh, given the week I've had, I am woefully underprepared for this particular show, but I'm willing <laughs> to give it the gung ho try. So <laughs> that's all of us every week, Chris. Yeah, it's right. okay. Mostly you guys, though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I come fair. prepared. I come prepared. Mostly. Let me kick the first one out, if only to see if I got the concept right. Cool. Uh, okay. So in the '80s, I would have thought that by now the most successful, highest-paid actor would be Emilio Estevez, right? Because <laughs> he had the world by the balls. I mean, he was in well, all of the big uh, Brat Pack movies, but the person who took the mantle I thought he would have now is definitely Robert Downey Jr., right. who I would never yeah, have thought okay. would be the highest paid yeah. actor right well, now. Well, and this we were we kind of rolled. I saw you in the in the chat. Uh, we could tweak that over to the way I would follow that flow through, which is I would have totally picked Anthony Michael Hall to be sort of the flag bearer of our generation instead of Downey. And mm. so somehow through twists of fate, boom, it's Downey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I thought Anthony Michael Hall as well. I mean, this is a guy who didn't get busted for drugs and, you know, but he was also not very good. At least, yeah. You know. 
<laughs> he didn't get the plaudits that that G- Downey got, you know. Yeah, but you could also do that with like Johnny Depp and Downey because they were both sort of doing that thing in the early nineties. I, I was going to do that with Johnny Depp and um um uh the guy who's in all the Tarantino movies now uh who was the lead in uh is in all Scorsese movies was the lead in Inception. I can't think of his fucking name. Leo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Yes, DiCaprio, yeah. right? Like they yeah. DiCaprio debuts in a Johnny Depp vehicle and steals the screen from him, but but you know, yeah, DiCaprio has a career is, now and and Depp does not. <laughs> but the thing is Johnny Depp, he like this was a, a problem I guess I had with the concept. It's like there's some of these actors who it's like they're going to be big someday and then they actually were big someday and then they were no longer yeah. big. Right, yeah, like that's Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah that's he fair. was well, it's, the king of the world, and nobody could figure out like how. It's like I, I remember thinking when Tom Cruise was no longer on anyone's favorites list and was on everyone's shit list, and thinking, okay, well then Johnny Depp's next. You know, it yeah. seems weird because everybody mm-hmm. loves Johnny Depp, but that that th- th- he's he's gonna get he's gonna get uh, uh, hit with this next, and he did. Yeah. Well, it's the weird cycle though, because you could literally lay that on so many actors that had the promise hit that early peak and then just fell off the edge and never recovered uh and nobody yeah. just nobody ever really bothered to come back to them i think downey is weird because he was caught in a neighbor's house just high as fuck and his career should have imploded but somehow some way he managed to scrabble back and do a couple of smaller roles and then he gets iron man and then suddenly boom uh, we get saddled with Doctor Doolittle, sure, but overall, <laughs> his output has been fairly decent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I have a sneaking suspicion. The secret to his success is that he's a really personable guy, and so yeah. all of the people he work he works with are like, "No, he's really cool. He's he's not a dick. Let yeah. hire him." You know. Well, to to parallel him and uh, Bateman, I think the similarity would be that they did both go through their dark addiction period. And both of them came out on the other side and realized that the reason that they were not having any success was because they were just doing too much drugs and drink and whatever and just said, Mm. fuck it, I'm done. And so now they're sober. And able to embody a deep cynicism, which which is really what I think I must be looking for. In a very charming way, though. Like, (laughs) if if I had the talent of Jason Bateman and yet I was always second fiddle to his in entirely untalented sister justine bateman i would be doing a lot of drugs as well that would fuck me yeah. off to no end yeah and that's also she a weird useless connection. i mean well it's a awful. weird it's a weird connection because she played michael j fox's sister on family ties michael j fox goes on to do teen wolf and then jason mm-hmm. bateman goes on to do teen wolf 2 it's like this weird Snake eating its own tail, young Hollywood mm-hmm. thing. It's, yeah, so they they so know weird. each other's agents or yeah, whatever, yeah. sure, or whatever it is, or but whatever. To, but but an, another one I came up with too. It's based on their early career. Like if you look at, uh, say, Judge Reinhold and Sean Penn, they both did some decent early yeah. work, and then they do <laughs> Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, and then from there. It's just poor Judge Reinhold is just this series of ever lesser projects, uh, whereas Sean Penn sort of starts to take off and then like gets to direct in the whole nine yards. It's like this weird cross trajectory where they just uh, at one point are both side by side, and then poor Judge Reinhold just drops. 
boom. <laughs> and I never would have seen that one coming. And, and speaking of Judge Reinhold, why can't I ever find ruthless people on any streaming service? What happened to ruthless people? Are the rights just gone? Uh, yeah. It's, anyway. yeah, it's tough. It's tough. That was a he good hit, movie. That was, he, that was a hilarious it, movie. Yeah. He hit that the had apex. That kind of comedy you get on It's Always Sunny now. You know, it's, <laughs> it's that, right. that, that kind of like well, horribleness yeah. that, you know, uh, in people that you want to watch be horrible. Very well, early, you know, precursor. Hello? Debbie? Yeah, Debbie's here. Who's this? Well, Ralph, uh, Debbie can't talk right now. My dick's in her mouth. How about if I have her call you back when I'm done? I love wrong numbers. Well, that's DeVito at his finest. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's just his, his draw. Like, like Death to Smoochie, I could watch that till the cows come home and it'll still make me laugh. But 95% of the country that watches it hates it. Because it's just so bleak and awful. But that's what makes me laugh. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I also kind of had another anti-example, again, kind of putting up against fucking Jason Bateman, was John Cusack, right? Like, yeah. with with things like Say Anything and Better Off Dead and all of that, you just thought, okay, John Cusack is going to be our Gen X everyman. And then he just... Demonstrated what? a complete disinterest in being that role and kept picking other characters to play. <laughs> I here's the thing: I was going to pick him too, but the problem is he did actually peak. I mean, all that shit did happen for him. Sure, it's yeah. just he came down, and he's the perfect avatar for Gen X because he did think it was all horseshit. That's exactly what a Gen X hero would do. He'd go, well, yeah. "I don't know what you're talking about." It's yeah. like. That, you know, it, it's like that that sort of uh, walking away from it comes with <laughs> Gen X. But yeah. like if John Cusack is announced as the actor in a movie today, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't get me well, my butt in the seat. You know, he what made I mean? a series like, of bad career moves. I mean, a number he's been yeah. in a number of shit straight to video. Well, well yeah, really do that. But anymore, let's, yeah. let's be fair. He's no Nick Cage level. Take a job wherever it lay. Jesus kind Christ, of a thing. Nick you know Cage. what I mean? I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you talk about a career that just whoa, I mean, he was literally yeah. riding high, got the Oscar, then segged into those stupid Bruckheimer action bullshit, and then did a couple of weird Charlie Kaufman, and now it's like, what the hell is he? Everything he does is like a straight to streaming DVR. He does whatever. five movies a year. He was like easily five yeah. movies a year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I really like craft services. That's all. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> gotta go to craft services. Yeah. And I think the difference between him and Cusack is that Cusack is still involved with like theater and other stuff. And I think he takes just the roles just so that, like Cassavetes, he would just do the roles so he could make the money so that he could roll that back into you know other projects and things. Whereas I think Nick mm -hmm. Cage just does it because he's got so many debts from just living like a superstar for so long that you really can't right. cap it. So, I don't know. So, so we're we're it's a lot easier to identify the hares, isn't it? The, the tortoises. Are there other tortoises that people have in mind? Uh yeah. I've got okay, I had actually a series of um 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 categories. The one I said okay. about Emilio Estevez, that was my highest paid actor category. Would have thought it would be Estevez, turned out to be Downey Jr. Um, okay. This is an open one because I could not think of a tortoise. I could only think of a hare. I would have thought Stephen Dorff 
would be our action star coming out of the 90s. Steven, Steven Dorf? Based, based Steven on what? Steven Dorf went away. Well, because yeah, action star based was, on what? Uh, because he was the, the, the good-looking kid who would then end up being a Batman or something. It's like that's yeah. the big... That's the trajectory for being, you know, huge, successful. I don't know yeah. about maybe action, maybe just, just, you know, leading man. Right. Okay. But Stephen Dorff just went disappear You know, like as soon as the clock struck 2000, it was like, who? <laughs> yeah, you know, really? gone. I don't know who exactly replaces him, but, you know, he, he, he never returned. Well, The Rock, yeah. Dwayne Johnson is our big action star at this hmm. point. Okay. Yeah, and, and based based on the I'm Scorpion gonna give King, him a tortoise. Yeah, based on, on Scorpion King, I never would have seen that happening. I'm gonna be totally honest with you, because Scorpion King is it's decent, but it's still pretty dumb, and he wasn't quite polished in that. Well, his right. big debut was the takedown, which apparently I don't was know. what really put him on the map. I don't. Know. I need to rethink. I don't think Action Star is right, because as I'm saying this, I'm thinking he was in like a couple. He was in Blade. But yeah. that wasn't really an action role. He was, and in, that, he was mm-hmm. in Cecil B. Demented, which was just genius. Uh, and he was actually very good in it. He wasn't just part of an okay, otherwise yeah. good I've, film. I've and, got a better one. I've okay. got a better one. And uh, this, I think, this is an actor where when they first showed up on the scene, everybody's like, oh my God, this guy's not going to be around for long. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, okay, now yeah. now we're cooking with gasoline. Yeah, I would say yeah. that uh, Stephen Dorff is the unsuccessful Keanu. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean who uh, would have the, thought it would be goddamn ted being yeah. the biggest badass on screen right <laughs> well, yeah except well, that the same year he was in uh river's edge and i remember thinking this guy's awesome when i was in high school yeah uh, but he, okay. he kept pulling that surfer shit you know and yeah. it really took a movie like the matrix to play into that persona to make it work i yeah. think but but yeah i i mean he's done He's done a lot, and I've grown to appreciate his particular stylings as an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't until John Wick that I actually just decided to say, okay, I'm full in on whatever Keanu Reeves wants to do now. Because everything <laughs> previous to that, it was like the big running joke every time he came up with the movie. It's like, I am an FBI agent. You know, for point yep. of break. It's not like or, this is much different. People yeah. keep asking me if I'm back or not, and I'm thinking, you know what? Yeah, I think I am back. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing. But <laughs> but then you get into you get that same sort of uh, sort of sigh. Just I'm tired of saying the same shit to everybody every day. It's not just about the dog. <laughs> it's you want like that delivery every time. <laughs> you want to have some so. fun? Go uh, go find what was that Kenneth Branagh uh, movie? Um, much Ado About Nothing. Uh, much ado about nothing. Yay, for I shall be a villain. It was like, oh, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's a tough one. Uh, so next right. category. Category, next yes. Next category, hot milf. All right. I okay. would have thought that Brooke Shields would eventually be the hot milf. But Brooke Shields just, mm. again, uh, flatlined <laughs> around the time of that yeah. sitcom on NBC. Uh, Suddenly Susan, NBC, yes. Thursday nights. Yes. Okay. Uh, but instead, Julianne Moore is the hot MILF. Yeah. Okay. 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 No, that's, not, we can give that to Julianne Moore. Not, I think not that to counts. objectify these women in any way, shape, or form, but yes. Mm-hmm. 
No, no, they're not objects. They're women I want to bang. You know, it's it's completely different. They're alive. Well, it's um, so on that tact, if I may, because uh, this was the other hard part that I had coming into it. The difficulty was in everything that showed up in my mind was always male actors, and I had a hard time thinking about mm-hmm. f- act female actors that sort of follow that same thing. Like, like if you look at say like Reese Witherspoon and Charlize Theron. Like I never would have expected that Charlize Theron would be like the the apex. That's a predator. really good example. You know actually. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's so it took me a long time to sort of decipher that arithmetic to come up with that, and I don't know why women actors are so hard to d- pinpoint for that. And I, maybe it's because they have a built-in shelf life because Hollywood is just internally sexist. So once mm-hmm. you hit forty or whatever, and you're no longer fuckable, they just discard you. So not mm-hmm. a lot of actresses have that fortitude to sort of transcend that. I don't know. But, but at the hard. same time, you've got, uh, what's her name from The Craft? Uh, fuck. Uh, she was in uh, the, the, oh my God, I cannot think I of got her nothing. name. Um, fuck, 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 I mean, fuck, fuck. The Craft there's, and like okay, Shannon a, Doherty? There is an actress who was in uh, The Craft who was also in uh, the Dangerous Liaisons high school movie. Why can't I think of nothing? You're talking Why about am I so Nev- dumb. I hate. You're thinking about Nev-, Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell, who was in Scream and yes, whatnot? yes. Okay, Nev Campbell. I would have thought would be the big deal. That uh, uh, mm. what's her name? Who you just just said? You just said her. Charlie Theron. Name. No yeah. other one. <laughs> Mousy. Uh, Reese uh, Reese Witherspoon. Little, little, little Reese chin that can like break concrete. Um, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the final category I have, which is an actress yes. category. So, okay. The best Tilly. Okay. okay. Now, I would have thought Meg Tilly would be the big Tilly right now, but it's Jennifer Tilly who's <laughs> the big Tilly right now. Well, Meg Tilly gave up acting to yes. be a poker player. Right? Is that so? Yeah. She's like a professional poker no, player. No, Jennifer Tilly's the professional so, poker yeah. player. There you she have. managed to find time. Uh, so I'll, I'll go the musical route because um, this was another example I gave when we were just kind of discussing this this theme. I would not have expected, uh, certainly not at the time they were at their at their peak, that a band I I will definitely show up to see any time now would be Wang Chung. Wang Chung. <laughs> How? How is that a thing? But it is. And if you go see Wang Chung live, you'll understand what I mean. They're just a fun, fun band. Well, I mean, but, the song yeah, says it all, doesn't tortoise. it? Everyone Wang Chung tonight. That's just, it, that's, that's the mission statement, right? They they do that, yes. But um, that was definitely not a band I liked when they were popular. <laughs> well, and the band um, thinks it's so hard as well because it's, how many bands actually carve out a decades-long career where you can go see yeah, them 25, 30 years later? Music is so fickle. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's so strange. Because there are well, so many I'll, so many bands that I would love to see again, but there's no way. Because they're either dead, because we did that whole, all my 90s bands are dead, or right. broken up and they're never getting back together because blah, blah, blah. So that's a, that's a tough was, one. When I was a kid, I remember hearing like uh, the phrase "the world's greatest rock and roll band" in reference to the Rolling Stones, and I asked my dad, "Why are why why are they the? I'm not saying they're bad. I just why are they the world's greatest rock and roll band?" And he said, 
can you name another band that's been going at it for 20 years? I was like, mm, I guess not. Not really, no. And now I can. Now I, I, I can't stop oh, counting sure. all these bands because that's, yeah. you know, all they've got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but your dad would be like, name a band that's been going at it for 60 years. And, yeah. you know, anyway, um, uh, I'll, I'll give you one that I actually prefer their new material to their old material. And that is Gary Newman. Yeah. Gary Newman has a new album just came out a couple weeks ago called Intruder, uh, which you should definitely check out. Uh, his last three albums have all been great. This one, it was funny. We were listening to it. You know, the previous one, we'd listened to it and said, okay, there's a, this is sort of like what would have happened if Trent Reznor had kept the Nine Inch Nails sound more electronic. Um, this one, my wife is listening to, is like, so Gary Newman has just been listening to a lot of Vast lately, the band Vast. And I'm like, Gary Newman's been listening to more Vast than Vast has because it only sounds like their first album. But anyway, <laughs> um, Intruder, good Gary Newman album. And the crowd goes silent. Okay, what else we got? <laughs> oh, sorry, my yeah, my my reception keeps crackling. Okay, yeah, Gary Gary Newman, Gary Dude, Newman, sunspots, definitely a tortoise. Gary Newman, Newman. All right, what else? Anybody else <laughs> got any tortoises or hares they want to talk about? I don't know. Uh, uh, like like actors it, who should have made it. I think is really where we need to start. Right? Who should have made supposed it? Supposed to be a big deal, but was not. Like Gretchen Mull. Gretchen Mull was supposed to be yeah. a big deal uh, and ended up Not. just sort of hot milf. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not to objectify her, but uh, uh, yeah, a doorway. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear but you. But instead, you. who made it big? Who made it big instead? Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon got everybody. She drank everybody's milkshake. Right, here's somebody who should have been huge and just immolated, and that's Lauren Hill. Uh, well, Lauren Hill nuts, from the man. Fugees. She went yeah, nuts. Yeah, she just. <laughs> so you yeah. can't really. I mean, again, that's the the that's a hair. That's nature just a star of, that yeah. burns brightly and explodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's you could do that with Nirvana. It's like if Kurt Cobain hadn't shot himself, would Pearl Jam really be that successful? I mean, they sort of... Well, the Foo Fighters wouldn't be, I can tell you that. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, Pearl Jam kind of came in and filled that void uh, for that particular era and genre, and they are sort of the standard bearers now. And I just, I, I hate Pearl Jam. So I just, it makes me mad. Thank you. Yeah. I, God, yeah. I, yeah, I hate Pearl Jam too. They're so overrated. <laughs> and it seems like for a time there in the 90s, you, you weren't allowed to say that, but I, more and more, everyone has agreed, Pearl Jam blows. Yeah, but you know they're sort of elder statesmen of rock now, so I guess they've got their residency status all taken care yeah. of. But uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, it sounds like we've kind of hit the hit the bottom of this particular well, have we? <laughs> well, <laughs> it was a strong fair. concept to begin with, sir. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a podcast. We managed to get through it. <laughs> well it's, it's uh, more of a hair of a concept it burned out quickly and now here we are so hey folks uh if you want to tell us uh, better show topics you can always hit us up uh you can go to our website maghuge.com m-a-g-h-u-g-e.com and you can find links to our twitter feed which is at maghuge or our facebook or our instagram or a link to email us magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com 
As always, we're trying to grow the show, so please subscribe to the podcast, share it in social media feeds with your friends, and uh, come back next week for more of this thing. Comedic banter, witty sign-off. <laughs> Where? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs>